Welcome to The Vent Room, where respiratory therapists can come and get a little inspiration. I'm your host, Dr. Tabitha Dragonberry. All right, everybody. It's been a while since I have been on air, and life's been crazy, but I saw something, and I'm like, okay, she's motivated me to get back to it. And today we're going to be talking to Mindy Conklin. She is the first official APRT because she is going to be working at that higher level of practice in the VA in Maryland. And her boss and her are the trailblazers. Daniel Witt saying, hey, we're taking respiratory care to the next level. Mindy, tell me a little bit about your career and how you started and now with this opportunity. It's very exciting. I know everybody's talking about it. Yeah, well, I started respiratory kind of by accident. I didn't go to college until I hit my 30s because I raised my kids. I actually went to orientation for nursing. And when I got in there, the guidance counselor was like, so you want to go into nursing? I'm like, no, not really. And she was said, well, what about respiratory therapy? And I was like, oh, what is respiratory therapy? I had no idea. And that was only, what, 15 years ago, what a respiratory therapist was. And she explained to me what respiratory therapists did. And I said, oh, that sounds awesome because I have asthma. So let's try it. And she was actually the director of the program that I was going into. So I started there. I got my associate's degree in respiratory care. Then I went on to get my bachelor's in healthcare management all the time working at Ohio State, raising three kids and going to school within the age of 30 to 41 years old. So it's been jam-packed with all kinds of fun and adventures in those 15 years. You know, that's the typical plight, right? We get our first degree and and for the most part, we're all going to be working and living life and balancing. And like last week or this weekend, my students that are degree advancement students, they graduated. And the one that was like, hey, single mom of three finally got her degree, right? Because we're always competing for those types of things. So currently, right here in 2023, The Ohio State University is the only program that has advanced practice respiratory care program. But tell me a little bit about the program and After graduating that, what have you been doing before we get into this exciting opportunity that you're embarking on? The program, it's a really great program. It's five semesters, almost two years. So the first part, the first year is all didactic work. So you have your advanced nursing classes. So your advanced nursing assessment, advanced pathophysiology, advanced pharmacology, And then some evidence-based practice classes all in there also for that first year. And then when we break off to summer semester, that's when we started getting into advanced respiratory classes and where clinicals actually started. So we started in the outpatient setting, the pulmonary clinic and the sleep clinics. And then come that fall, we ventured into the acute care setting. And when you're doing the clinicals, what are some of the differences between your regular respiratory clinicals that you had to your advanced practice respiratory clinicals? You, as an APRT student, you're actually the one doing the head-to-toe assessments. You're looking at all your drips, like all the medication the patient's on, looking at their history, looking at their labs, 
trying to connect one thing together to another. So the, say the patient was on steroids and they're diabetic and their glucose was crazy. You know, how would you fix that? So it's just not, it wasn't just all cardiopulmonary related. Everything else was combined since you're in the acute care setting. So you're in a role like an NP or PA. Now you're taking that respiratory specialty, expanding on it to, we always work the whole body, but really, truly working that whole body, looking at everything. And during clinicals, were you guys able to write prescriptions under somebody else or how did that work? Because I know one of the things that we always talk about is NPs have prescription rights. PAs have prescription rights when they're working with that physician. For this APRT currently in the state of Ohio, so I'm going to bubble it to currently just Ohio, how does it work there? And then we'll transition to talk about your new role of being really the first APRT in the country that's going to have advanced prescription rights. So in clinical setting, since it was a brand new program, we did have the authority to do the prescription. Everything was being built in our EPIC and IHIS system. So it was hard for us to actually get the order in um, just because everything was new. But we, during clinicals, we were able to say, okay, we need to start some salumedrol. We need to do some levo. Let's do automidate and sucks for intubation. And then the pulmonologist that we were with would actually put it in, but we would dose it and tell him what we wanted. Yeah, because I know just on social media and just conversations, everybody's, okay, What what's the next level? And this is the next level. And it really starts as a grassroots kind of item. Georgia and Sarah out of the Ohio State University, I know they've done a lot of state level work, right? Mm-hmm. So if for the people out there that are saying, you know, how do I get this in my state? You need to get involved with your state to be able yeah. to do it, right? Because it's not... And this was like years, right? So it's 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 not a short game. It's a long game. It's a long time. It's been in the works 15, 20 years in Ohio. I know George and Sarah have been working on it for a long time. Like I said in the AARC article, I met George and she's the one that mentioned the MRT program to me. And I was just a student and that kind of stuck with me. And then I just worked myself up. I had that goal of something. That's what I wanted to do. And I was able to achieve it. So been really exciting to watch the progression of respiratory therapy grow since I started as an RT. Yes, definitely. And I think that, you know, with the COVID pandemic, we have a lot of negatives that occurred, but also I think it really highlighted the role of the respiratory therapist during all that craziness. Mm -hmm. So now you are currently in the process of transitioning You started your work, but you're doing it remotely. So it's probably a lot of training and all of those compliance things so that when you get there, you get to hit the ground running. With that, what are some of the things that you're excited about that you're going to be able to do as an APRT being really the first one other than the prescription rights? And I think it's great that it's the opportunity to to serve our veterans. So for listeners, it's interesting because the VA... Licensing is a little different. There's a lot of leeway there that they have outside of the VA or military organization that they can't do. But Mm -hmm. this is the opportunity. I think this is a great place to say, hey, if we can get this in one VA and there's so many across the country, that's a start. So because many times we look to the government and Medicare and those types of things on what they're willing to reimburse. Yeah, it's really exciting just knowing that 
I can go in as an APRT, be able to practice to the top of the scope of an APRT in the VA system, be able to diagnose and prescribe and treat and follow patients in the outpatient clinic and then in the ICU. That's really exciting. You know, everything's still in the works. Like we're working on all kinds of things since I am the first and everything happens so fast, but it's been very exciting to see the process. I think I'm just excited to get in there and show the world, the VA, the government, what a respiratory therapist can do. You know, we can go in and do an assessment um, just like a nurse practitioner can and maybe even do it better. The way what we are trained as respiratory therapists um, from going through the nursing classes, we are trained very, very well as RTs. Nursing classes are just very broad. And sometimes it's hard to grasp what they're saying because it's so broad and we are so focused. And I think that it was easier for me just going in with my mindset as a respiratory therapist instead of one of the nursing students, if that makes any sense, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think that anytime, whether you're a respiratory therapist going to PA school or things like that, we've been taught for so long to think critically and really dig in. And when we are master of several systems and we understand how the other systems affect us, but sometimes at a nursing school, unless they, they get to specialize, they don't right. have that opportunity to be like, hey, I am an expert, at least at these systems. Right. And it's been, it's been very beneficial for me just going working at a large academic medical center like Ohio State. Um, and I was there for a long time just to pick up things that would happen during a code situation, an intubation, anything critical that would happen. It was easy because we're always there. Respiratory is always at bedside. So you pick up on things, you learn all the drugs and ways to treat things. And then it just made it easier to go into that clinical setting, knowing that I had such a strong critical care background. It was just an amazing experience. So I know a lot of people are asking and saying, you know, what could I do to be that trailblazer? Because I'm telling you, it's I, I don't envy you, but I envy you. Yeah. <laughs> so with that, what are some of the scary things of being the first, right? You're really yeah. you and Daniel are going out on a limb and I have no doubt that it's going to be successful because I know respiratory therapists and how well we practice. So what are some of the things that kind of scare you as you go into this adventure? It, and it's truly an adventure. Well, I feel like everything since 2019 when I started the program has been an unknown. So I think going through a program being the first with the unknowns, and then we had the COVID, which was an unknown during my two years in grad school. So everything for me has been an unknown since basically 2019. So I'm less nervous. I'm still scared. I'm not going to lie. It's very nervous. Everyone is watching, but it's not a bad nerve. It's like an exciting um, feeling to know that I'm the first and I'm going to jump in and trailblaze and do the best I can, the best of my ability to represent Ohio State Respiratory Therapy, the VA, to the best of my ability. I'm very excited to work with pulmonologists from the University of Maryland because they cross cover the VA there and see their perspective on cardiopulmonary patients are um, and how they might differ from those pulmonologists from Ohio State. So I'm excited to jump in and learn 
other views, other avenues on how to treat these patients. And as somebody who's lived across the United States Uh and overseas practicing respiratory care, Uh I can tell you, I feel like there's an East Coast medicine, a West Coast medicine, Mm -hmm. even though we all go to the same schools and learn a lot of the same stuff. There, there's definitely some changes. So I think it's like having that open mind of yeah. being able to learn from others. And I, like I was telling you before, before we started, I'm from the Maryland, D.C. area. And I have to say, it's a very, it's, I'm so excited. And I know that some of the doctors that you'll probably be working with, with that. And I think also, yeah, it's scary, but you have mm-hmm. 150,000 plus respiratory therapists just us cheering you away. And then, of course, all our physician partners that really know the value of respiratory. So I think that with that, just whenever you're getting stressed, just think that, you know what, you have 150 plus thousand people just sitting there cheering you on. So much support, even during the APRT program, all of the pulmonologists, the nurses, they were at first they were like, okay, what is what is your role going to be? you know, and you explain it. And the more they seen us roll out in the clinical setting, the more we talked about it at work, the more classes that have gone through, they see the value of an advanced respiratory therapist, um, how we can bring a new, a new a bedside. Uh, I don't even know the word I want to use. There, there's a book that I've read called Range. It's written by an author called David Epstein. And, and the way, I, and I think this describes what you're you're wanting to say in a room, you put respiratory therapists together, you get one angle. If you put all the nurses together, you're going to get another angle. If you put all the doctors together, you're going to get another angle. But now when you do those rounds and you add that APRT, they're getting a fresh perspective Correct. that, it, you know, we can healthy challenge. And that's what we as respiratory therapists have been doing for a long time. But now you have this advanced practice. You're at the same level. And you're able to provide that healthy challenge of, hey, let's think about it this way and also let them healthy challenge and work together to find out what's best for that particular patient when they're being challenged. Right. I mean, who knows knows the respiratory system better than a respiratory therapist? So I'm looking forward to trailblazing us at the bedside in the acute care setting and in the outpatient world, which most there's a lot of We've never really been in the outpatient world as RTs unless you're doing like pulmonary function test or that kind of thing. So I'm really excited. Sounds good. Well, I appreciate your time today. Any last parting words for anybody who wants to be in your seat in the next three to five years? Oh, man, make a goal for yourself. You know, if there's something that you want to do, push like in your area just push our leaders in respiratory therapy, whether it's your respiratory society for your state, legislators in your state, you know, give them, hey, we have this program and we want to get it started at Texas or Indiana or Maryland. So if they want to have an APRT program, but we all have to work together in order for this to work and for us to grow as a profession in respiratory therapy. So get a hold of lawmakers you know, work as a team. And then once you set your goal that you want to go, and whether you come here to Ohio State and go into their MRT program, or you go elsewhere, it's not easy. It's very time consuming. I was in the hospital setting seven days a week, but it was worth it. So if you're dedicated, motivated, 
and excited, excited about respiratory therapy and the advancement, then jump on the bandwagon and let's go. With that, speaking of be, so being in the hospital seven days a week, was mm-hmm. it a combination of school and clinical seven days a week? And were you able to still work while in that program? Oh, yes. So I started out on full time. I had to be full time because I have kids. I had one in college and two in high school. So I had family. So I had to work full time. And then, of course, OSU has tuition reimbursement. So you have to be a full time employee in order to take advantage of that. So I did. I worked my 40 hours a week. And then when it came clinical time, I went to Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So Monday through Thursday was clinicals and class. And then I worked 12-hour shifts Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And then started all over Monday for a year and a half. So it's doable. It was a lot, especially during COVID. But we did it. Our first class did it. We survived. Did 1,200 clinical hours and 40 hours a week work for almost the five semesters. And I think that just shows the dedication to where you set a goal for yourself and you were like, you know what? Screw COVID. I know I have to pay the bills. You know, you just get it done. And I I think that that's the trailblazer in you, right? Yeah. Just sometimes you have to buck up buttercup, put your head down, move forward and reach your goals because if it's not you, there's somebody else that will do it. So I think that I'm looking forward to maybe talking with you again in a year mm-hmm. and, and tell us about your experience. And you are definitely, prob- I'm hoping that someone listens to this and says, hey, you know what, I'm setting my goal. And whatever your goals are, like whether your goal is to be an educator or to be at the next APRT mm-hmm. or be director in a hospital or whatever it is, you know, just set those goals and work towards them. And that's the most important thing because that's what keeps us going. I know I'm very goal motivated. We're always working on something. Yeah. I like to set, I like to set goals and then achieve them. I yeah, that's me. When this position came about, I was like, that's mine. Got to do this. It's for me. So I worked hard. What was it? Do you know how many people interviewed for you, that position? I'm not sure right offhand. So I, there I did. Competition. Yeah. So. But, uh, you know, the, the great thing about being in class is you get all that camaraderie and partnership. Right. But at the same time, you're looking right next door and you're like, you're my competition. It's so funny because we all legitly, the, especially my class, when they call us the Magnificent Seven, we all thought... that when we started to practice, we would all start together because everything is already laid out at Ohio State. You know, the job description, the career pathway, the salary, et cetera. We're just waiting on that critical piece, which is that legislation, which is currently in house to pass to say we have the right to prescribe. That's all we're waiting on. Everything there is already laid out. But when this came about, legitly from the VA, I knew from the minute, you know, that we received an email that position was mine because it offered the acute care and then the clinic, the clinics that I wanted, because I've said that from the beginning, I think it would be very good to have a good mixture between the ICU and the pulmonary clinic or pulmonary hypertension or the sleep clinic. Yeah. It's like, it's, 
you know, that, that's the camaraderie, but that's the competition. And, yeah. you know, you got to work for it. I think it's wonderful. I'm super excited. Like I said, I'd like us to revisit in a year and just learn about it. Hopefully you have some friends that can join yeah. us because I know that you're the trailblazer, but they're looking to add a couple more, mm-hmm. more advanced practice respiratory care practitioners. Who knows? Maybe some other people from the Magnificent Seven show up. Uh, but I think... I'm trying. I'm trying to persuade very hard. (laughs) Well, and I I think this what, you know, many times I talk to people and this is where the difference is. Is this a job or is this a profession? Right. Is this your job or is this your profession? And you are picking up your life, moving with your family Mm -hmm. to a new city to follow a profession. Right. And, And to me, that's that's a and I know under I understand not everybody can just pick up and move but but sometimes that's the thing that the opportunity strikes and you have to follow it I've I've moved god I don't even want to know I've lived in New York City I've lived in Illinois I've lived in California Doha Qatar Florida I've always followed my profession in in different areas mm-hmm. so like for me it's just something that I'm like okay you know I I don't plan to leave Texas anytime soon, but I'm like, if, if the right, if the iron strikes hot somewhere, you, you, sometimes you just have to, to be like, okay, this is, this is my profession. I was like Maryland. I've never been to Maryland ever. So my first visit was back in March and I had this big thought that Baltimore would be this huge, enormous place, right? Like downtown would just be enormous. So I was very nervous. I was very nervous. I was like, what am I getting myself into? And then when we drove into town, I was like, oh, this isn't as big as I thought it was going to be. Columbus is definitely bigger as of the downtown area. It's just Baltimore is just older. It has an older vibe to it. But everyone at the VA and the University of Maryland made me feel very welcome. And when I was going Walking through the VA and visiting like the ICUs and different areas, everyone was very welcoming and it made me feel like home. And that's when I knew that that's where I should be. So it's when you have that support and excitement and the feeling of home. And I was like, okay, this this is definitely for me. I'm going to say the Maryland, Virginia, D.C. area is mm-hmm. still my favorite place I've lived. Mm-hmm. You're going to a really great area and a great, like the Maryland State Society people, Lenny, all those guys, they're really wonderful. I'm sure that they're so excited to have you come in. Yeah. And the same thing with the DC, DC, Maryland together and the Virginia group. There, there's a lot of great respiratory care leaders that you will get exposed to. And I think that that's mm-hmm. the other thing. It's just get, meeting new people and getting exposed to new people and and yeah. and just living life. Yeah. Yeah, it's going coming from a small town in Ohio, going to Maryland and Baltimore is like, oh, it's a big jump. But my family's been really supportive. And my my OSU family had, you know, my last day was last week, and they were super supportive. I cried a lot because you know that was my career it's as a family. Here. But they're my yeah. family. It was a good departure. I see. I still want to cry a little. Yeah, bit. Um, I get it. Good, I mean, it's good tears. It's not sad tears. Um, yeah, it's. It's happy tears and, yeah. and you know what, all you're doing is making them proud, right? Right. They're just, you know, it's, this is what Ohio's been working for 
unfortunately, they're not the first. Right. Yeah. But you know what? They've been the biggest cheerleader about it. You know, they've cheered Daniel on. They cheered me on. You know, George and Sarah have a lot invested. And this is a great opportunity to someplace to start as an APRT and have full, full scope of practice, including prescription authority inside the VA. So we got to start somewhere and that somewhere is the VA. And my hope is that this won't only help Ohio with legislation passing, hopefully within the next year or so, but it also helps like North Carolina and get other APRTs throughout the VA system across the country would be another huge goal. I'm going to go in there with with a smile and put my best face forward and make everyone proud because this is just not for me. Um, it's for every respiratory therapist who's ever dreamed about being an APRT. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Ex- I want to cry for you. I am so tearful. <laughs> it's. I've. I want to cry for you. And then just it's. It, it's a long time coming, and yeah. it's. And I'm gonna say it. It's about damn time. <laughs> yeah. I. It's funny because I'm like. I know I'm alive. As of 2023, I know I'm alive. Well, I've known I'm alive. But I literally hit every single emotion in the first five months of the year. And, oh, it's been a roller coaster. But it's been a good one. Well, you know what? That's that's the, you never know what life's going to throw at you. So this is an amazing one. And, and between, I can understand, as somebody who's moved, changed careers, moved careers, you, you go through so much. And everybody's rooting for you. And I I have no doubt that you are going to do every respiratory therapist proud in this role. Yeah. Thank you. All right, guys. We're going to call that it. If you're interested in learning more, The Ohio State University is currently the only APRT program in the country. Take a look at, if you're looking, take a look at them. George and Sarah are amazing. And... If you have any questions, send me an email and I will, I'll see what I can do and answer your questions just on the career and stuff. Cause I know I've, I've done all kinds of different things, but I'm, I'm super excited to see some, see you do this and, and do it for, for all of us out there.